but at that point, at that point, oh, I sort of was already defeated um, before that match even started because I had distrusted my like natural sort of in, like inkling, I guess. So many times it wasn't even me anymore. I didn't even recognize myself anymore. I was just like a like a assembly line like fantasy robot. Welcome back, everyone. It's week five. This is the Hawk Dog Report. I am here with Walker Tasson and Andrew Chang. And let's get right into doing it. Doing good. Fellas. Doing well. Um, how you guys doing? Doing good, man. Yeah, you guys are in the right spot on the power rankings. Right now we have we have three teams firmly up top. We have the glob in the middle, and then we have the That's you know, almost the new the name of the league, dwellers. the glob. Um Mm-hmm. The glob gets bigger and bigger. The glob every report, week, man. It, it will it will suck you in if you're not careful. Um, look, one of the best parts about this podcast is it, it's like a direct extension of our hot dog chat, right? <laughs> I mean, how many times per day do you get done with like a work assignment? And you're like, how could there be 176 text messages within that period of time? It's actually beautiful, right? Because like during coronavirus so many of us are socially isolated. You can always count it like on one person being nice. available yeah. for a conversation. Fair. At least somebody's up and ready to go. Yeah, that's um, true. You could be but, up at 3 a.m. If you really want to kick it with somebody, Luke Dick's there for you. Yeah. Just like put a question mark out there and like send a bad signal into the air and someone will, will show up. Um, but the good thing about us being in week five is we have a lot of behavior to analyze. And what I've done is I've looked at a lot of our text messages, how people operate with their teams, and I've given people some nicknames, some personality types. Some of it's going to seem kind of, kind of offbeat, but I'm just going to throw them out, throw them out there. So I'm going to start with Drew, and I'm going to call Drew oh. the snake oil salesman <laughs> or the swindler. Wow, <laughs> coming in with a little heat there, Dave, to start the podcast. Right in the chin, right in the chin. Wow. Um, this is what I will say. In order to be a salesman or a snake oil salesman or a swindler, you got to have boots on the ground and you got to put effort in. When Collectively, when people were kind of going against that trade, I think underneath that was, well, I wish we would I would have done there the was work some to jealousy, get the players, yeah. right? And Drew did the work. And he was silent after the trade. I, he might have been busy. He has th- you know, three kids to take care of. But I found that silence to be <laughs> alarming. <laughs> <laughs> or just good, good. Good dad, Drew. But yeah, the snake oil salesman, watch out. If you're in a vulnerable spot, you might come in with hey, a trade hey, offer and get don't, you. Don't, uh, <laughs> now you're fucking with the um, brand. Yeah, I know. Stay right? strong, folks. Um, state secrets. All right, we're going to go on to Luke To Luke next. And I'm going to call Luke ah. the handicapper. <laughs> the next the next move ahead guy. Ooh, you know? Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you look at his bench, his bench is essentially says if you're, you know, if your starter B, gets hurt, a, here I am, C. right? Yeah. It's, and in, in during the coronavirus with no mm-hmm. preseason, that was a heady play, right? Yep. And so he has options on the bench. They, you know, and, it, and, and it's a risk, right? Because they might not pan out. But I think the handicapper is perfect for him. Also, yeah. he was in Vegas for a while, so that kind of fits, right? Um, Walker <laughs> is Mr. Nostalgia. Oh, for uh, sure. <laughs> and do I have to explain that one? I, I like don't think that. I do. It's his biggest weakness. Um, <laughs> of course yeah. you do. <laughs> it reminds me of better no, times, Dave. <laughs> no complaints. Um, all right. So I have three for Matt. Um, I'm going to call Matt the contrarian, um, the rebel. But my best description of Matt, think, think about you're at a college football showcase, right? And there's a bunch of scouts there in polos wearing the same type of clothing. They all look like scouts. You know what they are right when you get in the gym or right when you get on the field, you know who they are. And then in comes this rogue scout who's wearing like, you know, he looks like he just came out of the woods. He's smoking a pipe. He's got a big bag he kind of sits mix. there on the side, takes a look at one guy <laughs> who's been on the bench. <laughs> Some Birkenstocks. <laughs> He's there to see a player nobody's ever heard of, and then he walks back in the woods, you know, never to be seen again. And that player ends up becoming, yeah. you know, one of the Chase best Claypool. wide receivers in the league. And this is not personal, by the way. Um, oh. 
But yeah, I think the rebel, the contrarian, the rogue scout, you know, Matt seems to put it together. Um, Grady, the survivor, (laughs) Um, you know, much like people with trauma early in their life, they develop core beliefs and they start not to trust the world. (laughs) If you notice in Grady's speech during hot dog chats, it was very much, you know, He's had to the, claw, the, the dark cloud over his head. Everything, you know, w- w- everything that can go wrong will go wrong. But if you look at Grady's team now, he's he's developing hope. He's you know the survivors resilient. He's showing grit. I think it's a perfect name for him. Stager, <laughs> I'm gonna call him Goldfinger because mm-hmm. all that everything he touches turns to gold. Yep. Yeah, I, I, can we court, can we connect this with getting married? I don't know, but that guy has the golden touch. <laughs> All this trade stuff happened, and Stager now has and Aaron Rodgers. And, and he, br- <laughs> oh God, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Um, everyone's doing all the work, like you know, if, if it was like a hockey game, he's his puck, his sticks right in front of the net. The ball is just going to him, and he's hitting it in. Um, my <laughs> team, I'm calling the unremarkable, um, and that's because of the guys I have on my team. But I will say that I am encountering some really bad fantasy luck this year, and it's starting to weigh <laughs> in my psyche. So that name might change really, really, really soon. Um, and so, like, you know, we'll check back on that. Connor, I struggle with Connor. Um, I, you know, I had to relate it to something with his gut, going with his gut, um, his instinct. But um, I settled <laughs> on team desperation. Um, cause he's in a desperate spot right now. Right. I mean, if he loses more games, it, it could be over for him. He's making trades that may be long-term, not great, but in the interim, um, you know, it, it's going to help his team. Right. So he's going for short-term gratification for, uh, over long-term gain. Got to do it right now. He's in that spot. He's desperate. Um, Tor and Cole, I packaged in one, um, you know, I packaged them together. Mm-hmm. I called them the infirmary. Um, because McCaffrey. of Eckler and mm-hmm. McCaffrey, Oof. and they are living in a place where um, it seems like their fantasy team is sick because they are, and they're losing one of those players. And for the love of God, have you seen Tor's starting lineup this week? Oh, He's got like six buys on it. So bench. sad. We expanded the bench. I feel... If we didn't expand the bench, Tor would be fucked. <laughs> yes. Um. So they're they're both in the firmary together. Um. Art. I, I did two for art. One's positive, one's not positive. Um, the positive is we call him the long shot because it would be a long shot for him to make the playoffs. The other one is an identity crisis because he's changed his name a bunch of different times. His team really isn't coming together. And when you have an identity cri- crisis, everything seems shaken up. So I think right now art's going through an identity crisis. I don't really understand his name right now. I know he changed it today. The Le'Veon Bell trade killed that uh Clyde Edwards Hilaire pick um he's in dire straits right now and I'll end with Bob Bob I'm calling him team bipolar um here's why I'm calling him that because he has three weeks over 135 and two weeks under 95 which Bob will you get I got the 137 Bob but you just don't know now Bob's sober now and he's you know emotionally mentally he's he's stable but his team is very not is not stable so this week, it looks like we're going to see more of the 95, Bob. Um, but, you know, you never know. So that's my fantasy behavior personality segment. Now, without further ado, we're going to get into the most important segment every week. We're only 24 hours away from game time. Let's get in to our power rankings. Coming in at number 12, the Clyde Frog Show. You figured, oh, here's a loser, you know, uh, a deadbeat, somebody the square community won't give a shit about. Well, aren't you? Well, yeah. Man, another loss for the thoughts. This is a tough week for me. 
I got to give it to Cole, though. I've been watching with jealousy as Todd Gurley's been hauling in all of Atlanta's TDs over the last couple weeks. Meanwhile, the Frenchman, God love him, runs hard, you know, he's one of those guys where he just keeps attacking the line and you're like, gosh, after a while, you know he's going to bust it for 40 yards and a touchdown, but, but then he doesn't. You know, he was also three for eight yesterday, and I feel like he's just got to do better than that. So him is my overall first pick in the draft. I don't know. I don't know if he's earned that spot yet. I'm, I'm feeling a little embarrassed about that one still. Uh, but, you know, the whole story of my team has been lowered expectations, unforced errors. Uh, T.Y. Hilton in particular has yet to catch a touchdown this season. Uh, I've read that, that he and Philip Rivers aren't really getting along. But consequently, he has fewer points for me uh, in the entire five weeks than Jason Sanders does in just the last two. And Jason Sanders, if you don't know, is Miami's kicker, part of the uh, huge rebuilding I did prior to my come-from-behind victory over Grady. That was a great uh, a great win. Really did make me feel good. Uh, started six guys who I'd picked up off uh, off the wire in just the last two weeks before that game. All of them panned out for me. All of them had more points than T.Y. Hilton. Uh, so, but even still, even in that great victory, there was a self-inflicted wound of me not realizing that there was no undo button on Yahoo Fantasy when I dropped Alan Lazard after reading about his uh, surgically repaired muscle tear and figuring that he was probably done for the year. But uh, Grady was the one to pick him up. He's at least done for a couple more weeks. So uh, Grady, kudos to you having him on that IR spot. Uh, I sincerely hope that he becomes the albatross around your neck and maybe, you know, you lose another close game, uh, getting beat by uh, a flex player nobody's ever heard of putting 30 points up on you when something weird happens, like, you know, the Chiefs defense gets four turnovers and puts up 20 points. I don't know. It could happen. It could happen. We'll just have to wait and see. So, you know, that that was definitely a little uh, salt in the muscle tear, if you will. And man, uh, my squad has just been decimated by these muscle tear injuries. Uh, Chris Godwin, John Brown, Jared Cook. All of them struggling to get healthy after these muscle injuries that are just plaguing guys in the league right now. And even on top of that, now Dalton Schultz, his fantasy season is, you know, mired in doubt for the horrible injury to Dak Prescott. And, bah, man, that is just such, so you hate to see that. It feels so bad for the guy. And, and you just know that Walker has already said something about him being in a contract year. So, fuck, you know, get well soon, man. Um, hope he, Hope he comes back. Uh, I, but for this week, I knew I was going to lose. I, I don't know how. I just had that feeling. I think it was because Robert Tanyan was on by, and he's the only guy on my team that's put up 30 points this year so far. So tried another bold move starting David Moore uh, in place of John Brown, and that did not pay off. As you guys know, I haven't watched him drop those two crucial passes last night, so well-deserved zero for him. And, uh, you know, here I am. One and four. I'm, I'm down, but I'm not out. I'm not parting out the team yet, so we'll see where this goes. But I got a little life left in me. Uh, shout out to Drew and Walk and, and Dave for the always awesome podcast. Uh, always look forward to these releases. So thanks, you guys, and uh, see you later. First of all, Art reads injury reports like extensively. Um, second of all, if you have all your eggs in the one basket and it's the Robert <laughs> Tanyan basket, things aren't looking good for you. <laughs> But but me too. But really, yeah. I was just impressed with his analysis, man. Art, way to come through. He knows his oh, team. Man. His yeah, team may not was, be good, but man, he knows I didn't his squad. I realize how rough that was with all the uh, injuries he had going on too. <laughs> like I know Godwin's been out the whole time, but I didn't realize everybody else was dealing with those soft tissue injuries too. Yeah, it's like all hamstrings. Like every single. I looked when when I listened to Art's thing. I looked. I looked. I was like, no way. And I looked. Hamstring. 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 <laughs> That's that's like when you when you're cursed when your fantasy team is cursed man like there's a, a spell on your team every player you pick up gets the same injury, um, you know Art giving you know throwing some shade there at the end to Grady but all in all he's looking at his team very realistically. Okay, we're gonna move on. We're gonna go from number twelve to number eleven. Coming in at number eleven. Um, I'm feeling pretty vulnerable right now. Uh... I don't think I should be alone. I really need people to talk. It certainly does seem to be raining shit on Joe Cooper right now. Oh, Connor. Yeah. Connor had a rough start. Yeah, yeah, I just realized he played Drew last week. And Drew just so happens to be the same guy that uh, came up and uh, stole his first pick from him this week. Hmm. 
Yeah. Hmm. Oh, well stole. stole my pillow. Oh, you know, he key, yeah. key, uh, smooth talked it. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking some pillow talk was involved. You know, something like, uh, oh, Mike Thomas has been such an asshole too. He's supposed to play last week, and they punched his coach. You don't need him. I got what you need. Come over to the high five. It's a great story to tell. It's exactly yeah. what I said, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's true it's verbatim um it's almost like he's on the corner selling him drugs i got what you need man <laughs> damien harris <laughs> you never heard of this um yeah connor I, I really don't think many people would have done anything differently the, the, the people in the trade might have been different but the the act of making a move uh, I mean, like when you guys think about making trades, yeah, with people, you're always trying. Where are you get, looking? I mean, you can't you Up can't blame down. Drew for trying to you know do it. And who knows? It might not. It might be horrible. Mike Thomas might just decide to sit out for COVID. The way it's going, you know, <laughs> it's not worth it. Yeah, that trade, that trade may not work out long term. But if it works out in the next few weeks, uh, you know, for his team, that would make all the difference. Um, so we'll keep checking in on Connor. All right, we're gonna move on from Connor. Um, we're gonna go into number ten on our power rankings. Cool, he bounces back. No, this is two in a row, I think. Uh, but anyway, uh, man, he, his team came up big. Gurley came up with the uh, twenty-three. Uh, man, I that running back depth is uh, helping him out when he needs it the most. Uh, I'm a little nervous about him starting Scotty Miller this week. Who is it? It's Scotty. But uh, who knows, man? <laughs> who knows? The experience, man. <laughs> Scotty Miller's like a psychedelic trip, man. You just got to, you know, he, he has to be on your team to know what it feels like. Um, <laughs> look, he he's his matchups are going to be like the stinker of the week, right? Um, Whoa, what does that mean? I mean, the, 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 the worst matchup of the week, right? As far as like projections are concerned. Pretty high. It's in. Oh. It's 105-103. Because both those teams oh, have like yeah. significant injuries, yeah. right? The, inf- the infirmary, they're playing each other. Um, he's got a few buys this week, um, or no, one significant buy, excuse me, Chris Carson. I will say this. Yeah, I don't know. I'll say this about Cole, too, just to finish up a couple thoughts. Cole is currently 10th in the league. Cole does not deserve to be 10th in the league. Cole deserves to be in that top six group. I think I'm going to probably reference more people than six different teams that should be in the top yeah, six. Yeah, you're going to put like yeah, nine that's teams okay, in though. the top six. <laughs> yeah, like more teams than <laughs> exist in this league. I'll start making up teams. But Cole, definitely, if you yeah, look at his team, he's deep. a scary Especially team, man. Backs, man. Scary team. You're right. When Cole's team's healthy and ready, they're going to be scary. If he's too far behind, it's it's going to be tough for him to get back up. So really, this, this matchup – I would guess that he would win it, although it looks pretty close. I mean, I'm just looking at Torres' players, and I'm just like, you know, it's like a waiver wire dump. But um, yeah, we'll see who makes it out of the infirmary, man. Um, all right, let's move on. We're gonna move on to number nine in our power rankings, Mister Unlimited. What's up, Hawk Dog Nation? It's your boy Torzy, aka Mister Unlimited. Checking in for week five, and I gotta be honest, I'm feeling a little limited. Austin Eckler out, Tom Brady playing like Tommy Boy instead of Mr. Goat. The waiver wire is as slim as Kevin Durant. Can't find any value on the waiver wire. I know I should probably swing a trade for a running back, for a wide receiver. I always have my guard up with the trades though, like the the single woman who's been hurt too many times. I just don't trust him. 
So, uh, you know, the fantasy breaks aren't going my way right now, but uh, I'm going to keep the attitude positive. Can't get too high, can't get too low. Just got to stay grinding. Go Hawks. It's been so long since I heard that dude actually like talk. I hear him, I see him text now, but it's like just good to hear. Oh, good to yeah. hear from you, Tor. He sounds relaxed, you know, despite being in a place of like uncertainty. Um, obviously, the, the, the finisher with the Go Hawks was perfect. Um, it was a great impression. He, he really um, understands where his team's at, but knows that he has to survive until Eckler oh, gets man, back. Oh, man, I love like hearing that, man. These two teams are very similar right think, now. Man, I haven't heard from Tor in like, God, it's got to be over like, 12 years or some 10 years or something like that man that was awesome great to hear we i, I need some more of that tour slim as kevin durant i love the analogies i need more <laughs> <laughs> that was great it's perfect hey one take one take i tour. heard the keys jingle i feel like tour just got into the volvo fired her up put the phone on record recorded yeah. that first take turned it's it off and said yeah i'll send that to drew yeah he he's he's digging deep this week He's absolutely digging deep this week. He, he's going to be watching his team like Dude, I could wins, score a seventy, epic, and that would be, and I'd have to be okay these, with that. Uh, it's, um, you know what? They're all they're all great guesses, though, man. I mean, I, 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 it's going to be interesting, man. I'll be watching this matchup closely. Okay, let's move on from tour. Tour, great to hear from you, man. Um, we're going to go into number eight. Coming in at number eight, Grady. Grady Pump came up your big. One hundred and thirty. this week man uh and that's nice to see because you know i mean we kind of touched on it he's just had to fight and claw for everything it seems like every time i talk to him he's got like decisions that just hurt my brain that he's asking me to like you know who should i start this week i'm like i don't even want to i don't even want to <laughs> I, I can't even think about that <laughs> it hurts my head too much and he's fighting through it man i mean and the cream hunt thing man that was kind of a blessing in disguise so i'm glad that happened but, uh, you know, I mean, he's just – he's our grinder, man. Yeah, he, he, and like they said, the survivor. Because, you know, like you can't – you draft these players the first few weeks. You think this is who, this is who they are. Oh, yeah. And look at Diggs. Diggs yeah. is like a top seven fantasy, fantasy receiver now, right? Terry McLaurin, you know, that offense stinks. But he, he's like – they're going to be down a lot. He's going to get the ball he's, a lot. He's got uh, – And then, yeah, he Kareem Hunt. on the bench. Um, I'm wondering if this is uh, – this is what the gods needed for him to start, you know, tearing it up in the league. Just put him on the bench. Yeah. And look, like I said this in the chat yeah. earlier, there's like a number one pick curse in our league, right? Yeah. That's a real thing. Yeah. You don't want that pick. So it's no, you don't want that pick. Trade trade mm-hmm. back. Um he is third in points scored, second against points or second most points <laughs> scored against. And number one in your heart. Number right? one in my heart. I mean, he's got – let's see how many points <laughs> uh, Grady has Oof. more than Walker. Walker's scored 525, and Grady yeah. has scored 652. 125 more points scored. Yeah, I, I – That's a I whole week. That's a good week. Sure. But, yeah, Grady Grady's also, again, one of the 19 teams yeah, man, that belongs in the top be six. Down here very long. For sure. Dave. Oh, he's – Grabbing his stupid AirPods off the fucking blanket. No, they they just completely died on me. I was in the bathroom because I'm super loud. Like my girlfriend, a, like a like single woman, heard too many. Times. So I'm in the I'm in the truck in the garage. All right, we're gonna move on from Grady, and we're gonna go into number seven on the power rankings. Feeling it. Okay. So I went through the whole experience from Monday to Tuesday. Um, I'm going to just kind of sit back here. I want to hear from you what you guys saw through the text, what you guys saw in terms of my lineup. Well, for me, and as I, we were I thought you started A.J. Brown. So I got some texts from Grady saying, oh, man, I feel for Dave. And I was like, what are you talking about? A.J. Green's killer. A.J. Brown's killing it, man. He's like. <laughs> 
he didn't start him. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. And then I was, like, pulling for Henry down the stretch. And then they were just, like, they they decided to take him out and then run up the score without him <laughs> down on the goal line. I was like, this is just brutal. I wasn't even watching the actual game. I was watching the hot dog chat because I wasn't watching the game. But I do remember the night before, you know, there was the, the talk about, I think Grady prompted it, you know, Dave, you have a huge decision. Oh, is it Singletary or AJ Brown? You know, because I, what, how much were you, Dave? Do you remember how much you were down going into that game? Were you down like yeah, I was down 20 or 30, something? No, I was, no, I was down. You're in the 90s? I was, Will Lutz got me at 15. I had oh, 105 right. and, oh, and he yeah. had 137. Yeah, that's what prompted it. Uh, Grady did the whole uh, yeah. check mark thing. He's like, all right, step one complete. Will Lutz can give you some points. Step two, is it Singletary? It's Bob, Brown, actually. Or Bob. And it was like, yeah. And Dave, I remember you were, you you're being very public about your thoughts, like okay, I'm doing this, and then finally, I I and it was like late, and you know, with kids, it's like I don't remember the night very much, but I remember just seeing this text that like is very clear in my mind that was like it's AJ Brown, it's put to rest, and that's what I held on to in my mind. It could be something else, but that's I what I held on to. So I went right? to bed that night, and then I worked the whole next day. I didn't really think about it. I was like, oh no, it's going to be AJ Brown, like, and that, that's the right choice. And then Walker, same experience. The game started happening, and I was like, he, "I was like, Dave, you fucking son of a gun, you pulled it off, man! Like that's that was the move." And I checked your lineup, and I was like, "Oh no, I know." <laughs> I was it, like, "What happened between that super definitive statement to the whole group versus the next day?" So, Dave, this is your chance. Explain to us. Yeah. It, well, w- when I was pu- I was public about AJ Brown, I went to bed. I was like, "It's AJ Brown, no doubt about it." And then, so I'm I'm thinking I'm like, if I do any more research on this, I'm going to like either like lose my mind or find <laughs> some way to rationalize Singletary over AJ Brown. I kept on thinking he's been out a while, um, and like I'm I was I feel like I was almost looking for a reason to to do Singletary, and then when I found out. It was an hour before my session when I'm doing like prep work and re- reading like things like I want to try in a session. And I just stumbled across this like Zach Moss isn't playing. Information and I overload. put in Singletary. Um, but at that point, at that point, oh. I sort of was already defeated um, before the match even started because I had distrusted my like natural sort of in- like inkling, I guess. So many times it wasn't even me anymore. I didn't even recognize myself anymore. I was just like a, like a assembly line, like fantasy robot, you know? And oh, um, Don Del Don just dictating your life. Yeah. Just like, like a puppet master. Right. Um, and, and then the game started and Tannehill <laughs> throws that pass and like hits him for the touchdown, but I don't see it. Right. Cause I'm in my therapy session. So I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to come out and I'm going to realize I'm going to win my fantasy matchup. It's going to be awesome. And then I come out of the session and I look and it's 17 points and Singletary has like a two TJ Yelding's getting like all of his carries. Look, man, I can make all the fuss I want to about having teams score all these points against me, but that win was mine. And I just like, it just slipped out of oh, my hands. Man. It's, it's crazy. Like Dave, I got to say, You've been on this crazy unlucky streak, and I don't know from a psychological perspective, like to for the last choice to have been your own. You know, you're on like a two thing, two whatever it is. Like the whole season so far has been out of your control. It's bad luck, but then to cap it off, it's something that it's a choice that you make. It's got to be rough. Yes, it, it it's like cementing a core belief about this season that like like everything <laughs> you know, and so any evidence against that is like hard for me to accept right now. So I look, yeah, even look at my matchup with you this week and I'm like, there's a, there's a world where T Higgins has a 32, you know, like it's, I'm all, you know, (laughs) the thing about it is it can go the other way too. I can be like, my team's like put my team out there. They score one three, right. Um, Even though they're not sexy names, they're producing, but I know we, we spent a lot on your team, but I will say like looking at your team to me, it's the num. It should be the number one team in the league. That's why this is all crazy to me that, that you've actually lost. You're on a two game losing streak. I know, it's crazy. I don't know if you know that. It's crazy and to me. You've scored more, the most points in the entire league. No, no, Sager. You got the most Sager. points against. Yeah. No, it's you. 
It is you, my friend. Oh, it is. Points. Oh, I am. Yeah. Oh, no, it's Stagger. It's Stagger. He's got the most. God damn it, Stagger! What the? Fuck? Well, you know what? Stagger went through this last year. Stagger had like tons of points and just got unlucky. So I caught whatever bug he had, like that movie with Denzel Washington, where like the oh like, yeah the passes from person to person. I can't remember the um, name of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it with John Goodman. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, the pass to me. So I got to pass it to someone else. Um, <laughs> fuck, I don't record this with you. And then that before we end. The meme you sent me about lions like basking in the in nature. Oh god! I, you know, like the the over like the anxiety and, and like yeah, reevaluating, well, reevaluating. Like... He doesn't do that, and so <laughs> one style lost to another style, right? Oh my god! Wait, I didn't even think about that. And I probably cut a lot of this out, but I didn't even think about like I sent that like as the game start the day before. Yeah. I think that meme to me was like I haven't seen lions in like. 10 years maybe like i don't even remember the last time i saw lines honestly in my mind i'm sitting in lines like basement and by across the street from bryant like smoking weed and he's in like some like x triple xl michigan jersey like that's the last time i saw lines in my mind but like that to me no, that, that is, is my image right, of lines Dave's right now like yeah. alaskan bush people sitting on a rock and he, he does like the tongue he's like he's like soaking in the fresh oxygen to the maximum level that he's like flickering his tongue to get like every little sensory experience and like that's what lines is doing while dave is going through the charlie, like, yeah. the charlie meme where he's like got all those things on the on the board with all the things connected yeah like, that's in me in the forest somewhere sunbathing in october not even watching football it's and it you know as a philosophy of life beyond fantasy there's there's obviously one you'd prefer right um and and look claypool i you know is it easier oh. because he went to notre dame no i'm not even going to try to play that but um oh, you know what the fuck man he had four touchdowns like are you kidding me <laughs> that's not, that, like i couldn't even believe it when it was happening it was like i was watching the game and it was just all of a sudden the floodgates Jeez, opened and he the became fuck? the best receiver in the league so that's it for my team this week. Um, we're going to leave the depression town that is feeling it. And we're going to move on to a team with a brighter outlook coming in at number six players. Man, you know, uh... I started off with uh, Ronald Jones and LaVisca Chenault killing it in the morning, and I was thinking, God, I might have screwed myself. So it was actually kind of relieving that Bob just ended up smashing all over me. So I, did, I didn't screw myself over in this, but uh, God, it's getting frustrated. I don't know if you saw, like, A.J. Green's highlights this week, <laughs> but uh, he, uh, oh my God. he wasn't injured oh, in the second so half. Bad. He just demanded a trade in the second quarter and sat out of the game. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> on the bench. <laughs> that was his highlight. Yeah. But yeah, like lip reading, right? It was and like, to see if he's yeah. Yeah, it was right after that's that. That's not that's not what you want. Didn't oh. try for it, and then like he went to go tackle the guy, and then became a fucking lead blocker <laughs> on the play. And he was like, "Just trade me, fuck this." I mean, you you bet on a lot of guys who, or a couple of different guys who have. Their, you know, their trajectories are going down, like David Johnson and A.J. Green. Um, Not that young. A.J. Green just really didn't pan out for you. But you got a good backup in Justin Jefferson. The, the thing about your team is, like, you, you have 525 points. Everyone's equally mad and kind of jealous. Um, actually, I'm not even mad. That's amazing. <laughs> you know, and, and now you're sitting here with Galladay Healthy. <laughs> Jefferson, the best rookie, you no, know, him and CeeDee Lamb are the best rookies in the league. Elliott without Dak, so you assume that he's going to get more touchdowns. You just assume it. And then, like, Robbie Anderson and Ronald Jones, 
you got through the frustrating part of your season at three and two, and I do feel you got to feel that. great about that. Uh, I just need these guys to start playing. Actually, I do. You know, it was a horrible injury for Dak, but maybe finally Zeke will start scoring touchdowns. You know, that's the only thing he's missing. It's just multiple touchdown games. He's been putting up great numbers, but it's been crazy to me because he's been missing out on like forties, like just by a hair. You know what I mean? Because Dak's been running in all these like one yard touchdowns yeah. on the goal line. The crazy thing is that Walker, you drafted yeah, and they have Julio in the second round and Gallaudet in the third round. They have never <laughs> know, on, yeah. on your team, they've never been in your starting lineup at the same time this year. Like that's the craziest thing I can like and I, I don't I don't even know why. I didn't want to dig into it. It would take too long to figure out why Gallaudet hasn't played and Julio hasn't played, but like that's Dave, to your point, it's crazy that Walker's three and two, and those two his first, his second and third round picks have never even been in the starting it's like a, at the same time. Yeah, Walker's a, it's it's like a it's a, it's a, you know if you get to the playoffs in any fantasy league, there's always a stretch like this where there's a bunch of luck involved, and you're like, thank God that my opponent didn't pull out, you know, didn't put up a yeah. one forty on me or one thirty on me. Or, Dave, to your point, Walker's team immediately becomes real scary. With Julio and Kenny Galladay, who are their his first or second and third round picks in the lineup going yeah, forward, it, like Walker's, this should be a question on like a standardized test. How does this team get to this point in the league with these circumstances? And they like the math equation, you know, um, you know, like you, I know you always say like if it's not close, then you know you kind of detach from it. But those points come in handy man. if there's like a tie I, at the I, end I of the year. I think there's gonna so, be a lot of um, everybody like I we didn't have any bye weeks up until the COVID stuff. I mean, that essentially started the bye weeks early, but uh, I essentially had bye weeks every, <laughs> every week up until now while everybody else was at, well, it seemed like full strength. I know everybody else had injuries too, but uh, now that the bye weeks are happening, I think uh, I'm looking a little better because I've already <laughs> had a couple and uh, I'm, I'll finally be at full strength this week. It looks like. And we're going to go into our number five team, Chase is on the case. Chase is on the motherfucking case. What's up? Y'all motherfuckers think you can take me? Drop me from the 8th to the ninth seed just like that? Oh, hell no. Bobby D don't play that. We had to come out swinging this week, and that's exactly what we did. We hit walk right in the fucking mouth. Knocked that little bitch-ass motherfucker out. Just like that. Love you, walk. Had took no pleasure in doing that. Anyways, fuck all you motherfuckers. We're coming for you. Kyler Murray's coming out, slanging the ball, running the ball. Can't stop us. DK, beastin' fools. Brandon Cook's coming out of nowhere. Oh, and don't forget my boy Chase. Chase motherfucking Edmonds. Damn, that boy. Pulling Bobby out the fucking mud. I needed a running back. He came through. Especially after my trade fell through, man. Woo-wee. Chase, that's what I'm talking about. But but let it be known, Bobby D ain't going out like a little bitch. Don't ever try to drop me to the ninth seat again, motherfuckers. Chase is on the motherfucking case. What's up? Too many Chase re- Edmonds you know, references. I, I got just way too many. Bob, like uh, it, it, like a day after I heard uh, that he had a, a segment, and he was like, "Don't take it too personally." I had a little choice language in there for you, Walk. You know, it's nothing. You know, I didn't. It brought me no joy. <laughs> well, it, it gives it gives like it, it like substantiates that bipolar <laughs> yeah. thing, right? Like that's that not the Bob we get in the hot dog report. And I wonder if if Mila if Mila had earmuffs on back there. Um, well, he texted me and he said, "Hey, here's the clip." He's like. He's like, dude, it's fucking hard. It's fucking badass. And the next text was, hey, don't, don't play it around your kids. Man. Bobby D coming in hard, kids. though, man, with the passion. He's the commit. That's... You know, he's not uh, apologizing for nothing. And uh, that's uh, that's what we come to expect from Bob, you know? He's in it this year, man. You can hear it in his voice. He's, oh, he's, he's ready. Too. He's, he, you know, having a league and being the commissioner and underperforming <laughs> is a shitty feeling, right? Um, and like having people like make gripes to you, ask you to change things. And you're just like, my team's at the bottom. I don't really care. And you still have to kind of participate. He's, you know, he's in it this year. Like I said before, he, he goes from scoring 140 to 90 to 79 to 130. You got to give Bob credit though. He went from, he went from ninth. He shut us up. To fifth. He's starting Daryl Mooney this he week. Shut us one up. week. He shut, yeah, yeah. We got to all shut the hell Darryl up. Daryl Mooney. Yep. 
Darnell Mooney. Excuse me. Who? I Daryl Mooney. I thought he was a comedian. Who? Says like a, he's a dude. He's a who is this person? Bears. Okay, so moving on. Um, number, you know, we're gonna go into number four now. We're in the top four. We're moving on from Bob's team. Bob um, decided that it would be funny to put us all down and be really aggressive and intimidating to us, and then it worked. He proved us wrong. He moved four spots in the power rankings. You're right this week. You sent him a bitch. We'll see about next week. Let's move into number four. All the way up there from Bellingham. Genius. God, you know, lines could. I mean, his name just keeps on fitting him more and more and more perfectly every week you know what i mean it's like he it looked grim for him he had to start <laughs> claypool and like and he got a huge week out of him man i mean i i don't understand it but he keeps making all the right moves he finally filled out his uh roster <laughs> only to be two well no now he's two back nice new change <laughs> so he's still behind <laughs> look i it, it, it like it occurred to me like the last few days that like does Lions listen yeah. to these podcasts? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he I think to. I think he probably felt like that, that was gonna going in on his team and his strategy and like kind of picking on him a little bit, maybe mm-hmm. you know, maybe I was a little bit, which had to make that win feel even better. Um I I think Lions definitely listens to the podcast because I've tried to trade with multiple different people based off of things we've talked about on the podcast, uh-huh. like this person should do this <laughs> and I'll go and try and do it. And, and they'll be like, man, lines was the first one to hit me up. <laughs> and Damn, like, lines is doing some like, b- like behind the scenes but, work. I mean, all of his works behind the scenes, but um, I th- yeah, dude, I think there's a lot. He's like, he's like a duck yeah, on the pond. Calm. man. those feet yeah. are just fucking moving so fast, but up on top of the water. Yeah. That, yeah. Calm. I like that image. Oh yeah. Remember how, you know, with Lions, he's got this idea that his bench, like anybody that deserves a spot on this <laughs> team needs to be elite. Yeah. He's going to struggle with these extra two spots, I think. I think when we yeah. expanded to eight <laughs> yeah. roster spots, he's like, you got to be fucking kidding me. There's not eight There's fucking worthy people to be on my bench, you know? It's that ad button. <laughs> but it is funny. He finally got uh, his lineup filled only to have two more spots on Buna. <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean Good he point. he's a champ and he's he must have a ton of confidence now with claypool he's got adams russell wilson all right that's it for genius tendencies we're going to move into number three on our power rankings coming in number three team zimmerman it's beginning to look a lot like christmas everywhere you go luke duke Luke Duke's keeping up the trends of picking up these backup running backs. He picked up DeErnest Johnson on Cleveland. Man, uh, it's pretty devastating that Dak Prescott went down, but, uh, you know, he took it full advantage of these extra two roster spots. He's got Stafford and Tannehill, so I don't think he's going to miss a beat, man. Yeah, he picked up Tannehill pretty quickly. Um, Tannehill comes in, and he's like – you watch him play, and it's like a hundred, you know, two hundred yards passing. But he always seems to get a couple of touchdowns, and he's and he's, you know, he can always rush, rush for one too. Um, yeah, he's got to stop that that finger roll bull crap though. That he almost blew out his. He made fun, doing that. He, he was self aware about it though. He made fun of himself. He thought he, Did you he? Know, yeah, he called himself out. Um, Even his wife was uh, laughing at him when he did that. They showed a clip of her in the stands. Lauren Tannehill got a got a kick out of that. Yeah. I just look at Luke's bench and I just see a wall of backup running backs, I which is smart. <laughs> it's just like it's like punching me in the face. Just yeah. every backup running back that you want in the league is on Luke's team. Look how Alexander. It's funny Alexander Madison is in the mix now after that trade controversy week <laughs> one, and like looking what he did with the Hawks. Like there wasn't anyone in our league that didn't see Alexander Madison last week and was like, "Oh wow, he's going to be good the next couple of weeks." Did. Does, I thought so. Did Luke trade Madison for Deontay Johnson and then get Madison back? Get him back. Yeah. 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 He did. Yeah. Oh my who? god. Who did he give the call for for him to get him back? Jarvis Landry. Remember. Oh, Luke Duke, fucking hustler. That's yeah. what we say. 
He's the goddamn hustler, man. He's the fucking gambler. Yeah, he is. He's he a gambler. <laughs> he is. He, he he really is, man. And his he's got Kittle's back now. Um, Jonathan Taylor, Mixon. His receivers Ooh, a good team. Watch out for your um your trade request. He's trying to get a receiver. He's trying to get one for me. Um, and you know he's gonna he's gonna keep going until he gets one. And you got to feel like he's probably gonna end up. He will. Finding someone. He's yeah. going out the this get week, it. and he's starting Larry Fitzgerald, who hasn't scored a touchdown this this week. I bet you he's telling everybody, this is the week. Oh, Larry Fitzgerald's you guys, a touchdown. If we come back here next week and Larry Fitzgerald has, like, a renaissance, a two, you know, two-touchdown, 120-yard game, which, honestly, I'm a Larry Fitzgerald fan. I want to see that. If Luke Duke pulls that off, guys, he might just have to be number one regardless of the standings. Yeah, yeah I think you're yeah. gonna have to hear from him if that happens. Yeah. Like, what is yeah, going yeah. in your mind? How do you yeah. <laughs> how do you make these calls, man? All right, so we'll check in next week and we'll see if Fitzgerald has a you know two hits his like 2014, 2013 form. But Luke Duke's right in the mix, firmly um entrenched in that top three. Let's move on from Luke. Um we're gonna go into number two. Number two on our power rankings, I'm so hyphy, hyphy. Oh, I want you to go get the paper right now and read it to me because I don't know what the hell's going on in the world because I don't have a freaking paper. Motherfucker, fucker, shit, bitch. Hey, you don't talk to me like that. What's that, guy? Drew. What's that, guy? Drew, how's it feel, man? Optimistic, huh? I feel great. Yeah. Really feel good. You got to after these moves, too, man. Your team looks, well, not this week, but next. I mean, down the stretch, your team, uh, the it, it seems like uh, you're pretty optimistic. It's a, it's one of those things where some. it's a weird thing. If you can somehow sacrifice the future for the present in the very beginning of the year and get off to a really good start, like 4-1, and one, whatever it is, you get to start making moves to plan for like the playoffs and that's where you want to be. You want to be in a place where you can be like, you know what? I could lose three weeks right now or two weeks or whatever. And I could, you know, for a guy and I can, I can stockpile. So, you know, everybody in this league that listens to this podcast knows that I've gone after some people um, that are either down in the dumps. I know their talent, like Chris Godwin. I've been trying to get Chris Godwin art forever. It's like the guy's not playing art needs to win now. Art I can keeps sacrifice telling me few too. Weeks. He's like Drew keeps lowballing <laughs> me for Chris Godwin. <laughs> hey, Art does his homework, as we can tell. So oh, I feel yeah. bad even some of the offers that I've sent him. But hey, it feels good. I will say that, like you know, one of the things I look at my team and I say, okay, I, I'm solidly within the top six. But number two, a little far fetched. I still think that Staggers, you know, the king. Dave, I think you should be up there. I feel okay, but I still, you know, this is the reason why you guys see me making moves. I think that I, I, there's work to be done. It's easy. I, it, 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 I actually think it's harder to make moves when you're winning than it is when you're losing. Actually, like, like that's, that's when you know, like that's like, like in basketball or like football, you know, you have a good GM when he's like still making moves despite the record, and he can still be like, well, this is what I'm seeing in the future. This is what I have to do, and, um. If you if you if I look at your lineup like in four weeks, um, it's got like like three number ones and like three top fifteen running backs ideally, right? So unless your luck changes, you're gonna be there. Um, but like you know, anything can happen. This week, like you said, you 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 let you kind of sacrifice this week uh, in a way. Look, you're, you have you're like one of those situations right now where it's I mean, you got to start Jerry Judy and T Higgins this week and shit. Mike Davis and I mean, you got all these guys that seems like a long shot, but this is the best week to where, you know, if you take a loss, it's not going to hurt you that much. But if you get the win, it's just massive. So, I mean, there's a lot yeah. to, for you to root for this weekend. That's a great call. out. That's, that's how I feel. about It's like like I don't expect to win with Jerry Judy and T Higgins, like in my starting lineup, but those guys could easily have like twenties a piece. And if that happens against Dave, I'm just trying to ride this wave of bad karma against Dave this year in fantasy. It, 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 just say, there's a lot of opportunities to get on that wave. Yeah, like Zach Ertz. 
had like a one last. He has like ten total points all year. Like I don't know why I traded for that dude. But watch, this is the week that he has the Kittle, like the George Kittle, like thirty-two point week. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, like the this is the week where Zach that he's been waiting for yeah. all year. Yeah, like he like he, he he recaptures all those points that he was supposed to score between like weeks one and five. Oh yeah, and like of course it happens against Dave when when I have all these guys on out by. So yeah, like like. I'm trying to just kind of like play it cool and just say, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to ride this wave that's already going against Dave. And I will say, Dave, if somehow this team that I'm looking at beats you. Yeah. Oof. Dark cloud and rain will just get even worse. And, you know, it, Brown. like if, if exactly, this is kind of like your B lineup in a way. Um, and it's, even though you have Josh Allen, Amari Cooper, Tyreek Hill, um, if if you can Mike win- Davis, just keep going. It's okay. Well, Mike Davis, <laughs> the Mike Davis thing's crazy, man. Like, dude, what the fuck, man? Dude, he looks amazing. He's the number one guy since he. It's crazy. He's like playing himself into like a number one role somewhere else. Uh, you know, it just makes me think like these top backs are like we give them so like such big contracts. Yeah. And you made that point in the chat today. I know, and I'm gonna make it like six more times until everyone <laughs> in the world hears me. Um, like, like it's like, it's some new thing I just came up with, but it, it was, it was, it was a huge pickup. Um, dude, the hype is just crazy. His little Yahoo update, you know, like on the, on his card, you know, after the game, the little news update, yeah. it says Mike Davis breaks, breaks infinite tackles as PPR star. Dude, he's going to be that fantasy football guy that comes at like the, uh, Peyton Hillis, the guy that gets all the fantasy football commercials next year. Peyton Hillis. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a great drop right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ernest Grant. Yeah. Ernest Grant. Like the guy that has like the late start, uh, that just wins tons of people's fantasy leagues. Like he's going to be the guy that gets all those, uh, he's definitely signing it's- a new agent this year. All right. We're moving on from number two and we're going to get into the top spot on this week's power rankings. Well deserved. Coming in at number one, the Swaggering Stallions. This is Mark from the Staggering Stallions organization. You know, I feel like these steeds just pulled out of a trot and into a full-on gallop down the road of destiny this week. It's been a, it's been an active week in the in the clubhouse, in the front office. You know, um, doing a lot of horse trading, a lot of wheeling and dealing, able to get. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and, and Travis Kelsey on the on the chariot team. Really happy to see that. Also able to get uh, Jamison Crowder, you know, wrangle that that wild Mustang off the waiver wires. Already doing big things. It's uh, exciting things happening over here in this uh, in this clubhouse. And all I got to say is batting down the hatches, boys. Stampedes are coming. Absolutely leaning into the to the equine references. Chariots, fire. and it's unclear if his team play, his team is in a clubhouse, a front office. It doesn't really matter. He doesn't have to. It doesn't have to all make sense because whatever he's what he what he's doing with his team on the field with moves, you, it's just it's all gold, man. Stager has like, has what you need to win a, a, a you know a league. He's like he's like that yeah. old. 80 year old guy at the horse track that knows every horse and where they're going to finish and what they did last week. He's just uh, full in <laughs> on everything. He's, you know what? The swaggering, I thought that was funny, but uh, he's, uh, man, he, he is sway. He is feeling himself right now, isn't he? Yeah. And I mean, I don't think he drafted Robinson, right? No, I picked him up by the waiver. So wire. Crowder, Robinson, um, big waiver wire pickups, man. Well, look at Steger's starting lineup this week, right? If you don't look at his bench at all, it's a good point. Look at his starting lineup: Aaron Rodgers, DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, Crowder, James Robinson, Mostert, Mostert, Kelsey, and and uh, Marquise Brown. Right? You look at that lineup, you're like, okay, that's your starting lineup, right? Like, you got no buys this week. If you look at that, you're like, yeah, you got no buys this week. Lucky for you, Stag, right? And you look at his bench. And you're like, oh shit! He's got Dalvin Cook, who's probably going to come second back. Second best, yeah. Drew Brees, Drew Brees, Nikhil Harry, Latavius, Latavius Murray, the backup for Kamara, who last year when 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 Kamara was out had dropped yeah, like a forty. He turns yeah. into you like know? a like like a Mike Davis type, a yeah. number one. Yeah, he, yeah, exactly. Deshaun Jackson's just chilling. You know, he's out. He he could move Whatever, in the yeah. if he wants. Jamal Williams, 
who, holy crap, gets lots of touches in this offense, man. Week four before their bye, eight carries, 10 yards, be it eight receptions for 95 yards. Like, he's just chilling. Well, if he goes, if he goes Frank down, Gorsh. he becomes the Kareem Hunt or the Mike Davis of the league, too. And that also- yeah. Like, Stagger's four and one with the most dangerous lineup besides you, Dave, but like, it's not like this is a fluke. You look at st- this is all happening. Yeah, I'm not buying reason. that he doesn't do any studying anymore. No, no, no research. Walk, no bullshit. You're researching, buddy. I, I think what well, I think he, he maybe he doesn't put too much time into it, but he still makes good decisions. Like that's possible too, right? Like, oh, like he was juiced on Sunday after I was talking to him on Sunday after the waiver wire thing, and he was picking up new guys. He, I I got a new view on Stagger. He's he's fully involved. <laughs> okay, he, okay. Know, he, it's like, he's all like in. Art Dave. coming out with all that analysis. You're like, holy shit! Art 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 knows his shit. Like Stagger knows what he, he's playing. He's playing coy with all you guys. Yeah, trying to lure you in with the Oof. you know only to bite your neck off. It, it's like he. That's what Stagger does when like, he's when he's out he, with he other plays people. Plays the oh shucks, I did it on accident, but it's he, no accident. He, he starts fancy conversations, just waiting for it to get back to how's your team doing, and he unloads on them, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he, he puts oh, those out there, and it just comes back to him, and he unloads some <laughs> some reference like with horses. It's good to hear from Stagger, man. Um, yeah. Stagger has Stagger has like the Luke Duke strategy, you know, yeah. all those backup players that will step in when the starter gets injured. But he's also got the starting lineup that that is the best in the league. Like he's dealing with Dalvin Cook out, and he's still a top three team. That James Robinson waiver wire pickup might be the best waiver wire pickup. I, I agree, so Davis Davis and, and him, and that. I think that was the first round of waivers. I think he picked yeah. Dave, James. I, I, yeah, I'd have to look at that. Traded. But I think, yeah, you're, I think you're right. Yeah, I think he picked him up. Like you know that you know after the draft, there's like that two day period where everybody's locked up. I think Stagger picked up James Robinson. I remember like he did, and I remember looking at it being like, huh, that's like a, that's like a savvy move to yeah. use Dave's term. But and then I was like, and then I was like, but you know, it's the Jaguars. Like, who gives a shit? And now I'm looking at him like, holy shit, I wish right. I gave a shit. Well, I know everybody was like, "Who is this? He's undrafted. This guy too." With those bad teams, it's like, "Well, this may be the running back this week, but he's not going to be." But James Robinson's like the bell cow for them, right? Yeah. So you got you got a, a starting number one running back on off the waiver wire. That's some like that's. Let's and let's. Uh, I think it's worth touching on, and Stagger did too. But he added Aaron Rodgers and Travis Kelsey to this yeah, roster. I. How do you guys feel about uh, that? You know, I didn't realize uh, the Aaron Rodgers thing. I thought was kind of like uh, unnecessary, but now that he's had the buy the Drew Brees on buy this week, I see he was just looking for this week. He's trying to he's trying to get so far ahead that uh, he doesn't need to look back. But you know what? You could also look at the squad like his receivers are boom or bust. Or no, you know he's great. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Brown and Fuller like. It wouldn't shock you if they had less, like a less than like a ten some weeks. Yeah. But but like Fuller, is like no no Fuller's like no. 13, 19, Fuller's 13 last yet. three weeks. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's and dead. then Brown hasn't played his best like, football yet, right? No. And he had sixteen last week. So they're looking like they're more boom than bust. Even if you you don't consider them number ones, they're they're close to any as Hopkins. Hopkins is like. Book him for nine catches, 120 Jesus, yards. Yeah. Right. He's had bad weeks the last two weeks. He still leads the league in receiving. Jazzer Hawkins is like a running back. You can just book him for 15 every game. Um, well, that's just just like so much. Res- like I, the, I guess the the storyline here is like Stagger did the same thing last year, guys. This isn't like a new yeah. fluky thing. Stagger might be the best fantasy man manager. I, I told you, man, last year he was like top of the, like near the top of points scored, and he just got fucked on on matchups. He was kind of like you, yeah. He had a lot of points scored, but a ton of points scored against him last year too. I think. Yeah, and so, yeah, like like Drew said, it's been consistent the whole time. And I, look, I think over the next few weeks, I don't think we're going to see much of a change from the top, from number one. You know, unless. Something happens, you know, via injuries. I think he should, you know, pitch a tent, get cozy. Um, 
because you're the got, number one spot. He's got the Clyde Frog Show this week, and I'm uh, I'm one versus twelve right here. I want the big upset here. This is another matchup I'm gonna be paying close attention to. Let's go, Watt. Let's go, and we, and we don't have you. And you we don't have to wait I, a long time like most weeks too. So that's it, man. Let's wrap it up. That's it for the for the hot dog report. We'll check in with you guys next week. Enjoy the games this weekend, guys. Good luck to your team, Walker. Um, Drew, I hope your team – I don't know. I'm not even going to say it, put these words out in, in the universe. It bit me in the ass last time. But you, you, you guys have a great week, man. A great weekend, all right? Keep fighting the good fight. See you guys. All right, all right fellas.